This episode brought to you by Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Also brought to you by Shady Rays. Fit style and performance sunglasses without the big brand price. Hello, I'm the Nostalgia Critic Guy, remember it so you don't have to. It's time for that story everybody can follow and understand about a father who loves his kids so much he dresses up like a woman for them. Oh, yeah, In San Francisco. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that, that checks out. Hard to believe it's been 30 years since this comedy blockbuster came out. Mrs. Doubtfire is one of those movies that should be formulaic and gimmicky and yeah, okay, it is, but it also added some new elements, both comedically and dramatically, that helped it stand out. It's a film that's by no means perfect, but the improv of Robin Williams, smart directing of Chris Columbus, hilarious cast, good writing, and amazing makeup effects helped the film stand out even all these years later. I'm really not kidding on the makeup effects either. I remember when the trailer of this first dropped and people really thought it was just gonna be about a quirky housekeeper. But then when they show Robin Williams with the mask off, people howled with laughter. It was one of the best trailer reactions I've ever seen. But does the film itself earn such a positive reaction? Well, let's take a closer look. This is Mrs. Doubtfire. As the credits roll, we see Daniel, played by Robin Williams, partaking in a job as a voice actor. Salutation, snack. Yipe. Yay! And okay, these are nitpicks, I won't dwell on them long, but it is funny how voice acting has really exploded the past few decades, and I think people know now this is not exactly how it works. 911, 911. Cup of garlic, a twist of parakeet. Eat your heart out, Julia Child. Uh, Daniel, we need to record five seconds at a time. Were you just gonna do like eight takes of the entire movie? Also, while there's tons of cartoons in the past where characters smoked, this is the decade where they legally had to put PSAs in cartoons telling you not to. This would never fly. The fact that Pudgy the Parrot has a cigarette shoved into his mouth is morally irresponsible. This is a cartoon, okay? Come on, it's Chuck Jones. Remember when he had Porky and Daffy smoke cigarettes made out of lead paint? If you want a paycheck, you stick to the script. If you want to play Gandhi, then do it on somebody else's time. Why did I think directing people like me would be easier? No, really, he's a lunch man. Look it up. He ends up quitting the job and picking up his kids from school. It's his son Chris's birthday, played by Matthew Lawrence. And though his mother said he can't have a party due to bad grades, Daniel throws him one while she's still at work. Mom said you couldn't have one because of your report card. Mom's not going to be home for another four hours, is she? And with the amount of time a party like this would take to set up and clean up, I'd say you have five minutes of actually being able to party. Miranda Hillard, please. The nosy neighbor tattletales on them, though, forcing Daniel's wife Miranda, played by Sally Field, to come home early. It's illegal to possess animals of a barnyard nature in a residential area, man. What if you married one? So I'll be honest, I actually think Field might have a harder performance to pull off than Williams. Yes, Williams has to be funny, charming, and sympathetic, all while wearing a ton of makeup, but... Let's face it, he can, and has been practically doing that in his sleep. Field has to be the responsible one you're still supposed to sympathize with, hilariously high-strung without being the villain, in a marriage where the love has dwindled but she still loves her family, and all while being a supporting character, not the main character. She could have 
easily been a whiny stick in the mud that everybody hates, but you understand every step of what she's going through, finding real humanity in her dramatic moments as well as her comedic moments. Often the best scenes are when she has to flip-flop in between dramatic and comic within a millisecond. It's actually kind of amazing to watch. Oh my god! The whole time, the whole time you would- The whole time! Don't get me wrong, Williams is fantastic, but Field should not be overshadowed by him. This is truly a different, but still impressive performance. Come on, man. We love each other, don't we? I want a divorce. With that said, the two of them do decide to divorce, meaning Daniel has to leave and Miranda gets temporary custody of the kids because of his unemployment. This is all my fault. God, no. I should have never had a birthday, Dad. Oh, don't blame yourself. That's on your mother and me. Oh, you mean the party? Yeah, yeah, whoa. <laughs> He says goodbye to his kids, Lydia, played by Lisa Jacob, and Natalie, played by... <laughs> no one worth mentioning. Okay, in all seriousness, Mara Wilson is totally fine in this. She had to play a believable cute little kid, and she does that fine. Honestly, the cuteness could have been exploited a lot more when the kids find out the secret and they decide not to tell her because she's too young and would blow their cover. Most movies would jump at the opportunity to have her know and give a lot of funny reactions, but the film is smart and knows it has to play real sometimes. And all the performances, including the kids, reflect that. The divorce, for example, is handled really respectfully. You really feel like these two used to be in love, but just aren't right for each other anymore. All our problems would be waiting for us right here when we got back. Who will move? Please don't joke. I'm not gonna act like this is the first family film to have the main characters divorce, but it really wasn't that common until the mid to late 90s. A lot of people were legit surprised they didn't get back together at the end, but also appreciated it wouldn't have felt right if they did. On that note, have we gone 20 minutes without a supercut of Wacky Williams improv? I do voices. Yes! We've come to this planet looking for intelligent life. Oops, we made a mistake. Yeah, this wasn't quite as played out as when directors would instruct Williams to hold their film hostage with wackiness. And it does lead to this great line. Mr. Hillard, do you consider yourself humorous? I used to. If I was blue and amazingly censored, do you find this hilarious? He gets a job packing boxes at a studio and the kids aren't too blown away with his living situation. How do you like it? Nice. It's okay. Detestable. Dude, he has a place in San Francisco. That's worth like nine of you kids. I'm placing an ad for a housekeeper. Oh, sounds like shenanigans. I'm in. Hope you didn't eat. He alters the number and decides to troll Miranda with bogus inquiries. I have two girls and a boy. I don't work with the males, cause I used to be one. Again in San Francisco, that would get you more jobs than hangups. After driving her insane, he finally calls with a housekeeper she can warm up to. For the past 15 years, I have worked for the Smythe family of Elborn, England. Are you the homeless lady from Home Alone 2? Yes. Could you tell me your name? Ooh. Mrs. was accidental. Goodbye, Daniel. Damn it! He goes to his brother, played by the always great Harvey Firestein, and Jack, played by the always great Scott Capurro. Because he was amazing as Bede. I don't know, I just didn't want to feel left out. Oh, it was such a shander. I should never buy gribbiness from a moil. It's so chewy. Whenever that makes it in the TV version, you can tell the censors had no idea what that meant, because if they did, that would never make it in the TV version. <laughs> he makes his first appearance as Mrs. Doubtfire, and for a 30-year-old movie, that makeup is still pretty convincing. Apparently it fooled so many people, Williams went to sex shops in character and got adult toys, and nobody recognized him. I think he just liked leaving people with the question of what this lady's sex life was like. 
Hello, Christopher. Jeez, you're big for a lady. You could play for the 49ers. This was clearly not written for Robin Williams. Are you wearing bug spray? Oh, I admire that honesty, Natty. That's a noble quality. Never lose that, because it often disappears with age or entering politics. The film is very smart to know that the appeal isn't just Robin Williams playing an old lady, but that the old lady truly does feel like a real person. As they show at the end, even if it was never revealed Williams played this role, Doubtfire would still be a very likable character. Most projects where someone plays the opposite sex stop right there because that's usually all that was required to be entertaining back then. So it's pretty cool that Doubtfire has a real identity outside of just, it's a middle-aged guy playing her. Still, that of course adds another layer of comedy as he always in character tries to find a way to get what he wants. Don't see why we can't spend the extra time with Dad. Well, maybe she's right, dear. Maybe their father would be a more appropriate person. I also hear he's still open to being open, if you know what I mean. Doubtfire is hired on, but Daniel forgets the court liaison is visiting that night, so he pretends to be his sister. There's a Mrs. Selner here to see you. Oh, is she here? Yes, dear. This is classic farce sitcom stuff, and there is quite a bit of it in the film, but despite its corniness, it is still well done. <laughs> Again, not to beat a dead horse, but in San Francisco, those kids would be like, Oh, hey, there's my home ec teacher. I'm going to ace that final, Mr. and Mrs. D. I'll be right there, Mrs. Selner. I think most people also know that type of makeup doesn't just peel off and on like cheese on pizza, but again, that makes for some good laughs. Miss Helen? Hello! Speaking of which, the lights were so hot, the cream really was melting off his face and into the tea. And because Columbus shot with several cameras at a time because of Williams' improv, both these reactions are genuine. The close-ups of the cups were the only thing shot later. One drop or two. Would you like another one? Oh, there you go. You've got your cream and your sugar now. It's a little cappuccino. Thank God it is so funny, because if not, that would be a legit Silence of the Lambs mask. Stand there with your sunglasses, in the sun, wearing your glasses, when suddenly this happens. Sun snow. You live in Chicago, you know what I'm talking about. Don't let sun snow be the death of all that is good. Tis the season of giving, get the perfect gift for the special someone, yourself or both. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades and quick swap snow goggles that won't break the bank. Snow goggles, I like saying that word. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers an unrivaled product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and world-class optics for all outdoor adventures. With an extensive array of styles and colors, you're bound to find the perfect pair of Shady Rays sunglasses. And if you're into winter sports, their quick-swap snow lenses move easily between full sun to low-light environments. I personally love how resilient their sunglasses are. Whenever that deadly sun snow starts, I know they're not gonna get that messed up and they're still gonna protect me from the sun peeking through those clouds where it's like, you know, half the sky is clouds and half of it's sun. It's like a blue sky, but there's snow. I mean, I mean, I feel like you've all... No, actually, a lot of you probably haven't gone through this. But for, like, the couple of you that think I haven't gone crazy, this is very convenient. It is the future, my future, but not Sun Snow's future. But that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost or broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. So you don't have to make up Sun Snow like I did. Am I lying or am I not? You'll have to move to Chicago to find out. It's a good place, I'm here. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Shady Rays is also committed to making a difference in communities across the U.S. through their impact program. 
teaming up with nonprofits to help people live healthy, courageous lives through some of their most challenging times. Yeah, it's a pretty serious one. Can't get anything funny out of that, but why start now? If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back with personal and fast support. And now exclusively for our viewers, Shady Rays is giving out a very merry deal for the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the code NostalgiaCritic for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. That's ShadyRays.com and use the code NostalgiaCritic. Now on to the next bit. Commercials! Yes. Thank you, other me. These are commercials. It was random of you to point that out. Hungry random? Feed that hunger with factor. This holiday season, you might be looking for nutritious, convenient meals to keep you energized on jam-packed days. Well, remember that factor thing I just brought up? It comes back into the story. For Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. It can help you fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle while tackling all your holiday to-dos. Skip the stress, beautiful, of meal prepping over the holidays with Factor. Choose from 35-plus weekly flavor-packed, fresh, never-frozen, never-frozen, mind you, meals that support a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences, all delivered right to your door and ready to eat in two minutes. Not three, not a million, but five. I mean two. Sorry, math is hard. Looking for special occasion meals during the holidays? Level up with Gourmet Plus options prepared to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. Enjoy premium ingredients like broccolini. And yes, that did require several takes for me to say right. Leeks, truffle, butter, and asparagus. When you're too busy running around to plan lunch, Factor has you covered with lunch to go. Effortless, wholesome meals like grain bowls and salad toppers that are ready to eat when you're on the go. No microwave required. Which is good, I'm sure you retire hauling that to work all the time. I mean, I haul my microwave with me everywhere I go, because I'm stupid. But you won't be this November by getting Factor and enjoying eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed food delivered to your door. No prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash nostalgia50 and use the code nostalgia50 to get 50% off. That's code nostalgia50 at factormeals.com slash nostalgia50 to get 50% off. That's Factor, Sun Snow, and me being stupid. The most important words you will hear all of is five seconds. Apart from Wyoming because it's a fun word to say, try it. It just instantly puts you in a good mood. Try to say it like Jerry Lewis, that's, that's Wyoming. Instant satisfaction, like factor, go there. Wyoming. Doug plays Spider-Man 2 every Friday on Twitch. We also have content five days a week. Hope to see you there. seems to do well as Mrs. Doubtfire, even, oddly enough, being a more disciplined parental figure. Homework time. After Dick Van Dyke. Don't fuss with me. This part always confused me a bit. If he was this disciplined before, maybe there wouldn't be as many issues with the marriage, but maybe the idea is that he learns discipline by playing a character, though it doesn't look like he's really learning anything. I don't know, it's not a big deal, it just never felt like an idea that got fully fleshed out. Oh, speaking of getting fleshed out. God, it's hot in here. You know this would be done with CGI today, and Williams easily could have gotten a stunt double under all that makeup, but he had the cojones, or tatas, to do this stunt himself. He even starts swearing up a storm, causing Columbus to laugh until he shouted, God damn it, I really burned myself, making Columbus feel terrible. 
despite that he did again, leading to the film's funniest visual and arguably one of its funniest lines. My first day as a woman, I'm getting hot flashes. That's another one of those moments where you say a robot made that up because there's no way a human could make up something that good. He ends up ordering out, but the family thinks it was made from scratch, delighting them all. I just want to apologize for being such a pain today. It's just I'm, I'm still kind of messed up. We all are, sweetie. Again, the film finds a good believable balance between drama and comedy, always walking that tightrope of being too sitcom-y, but never quite crossing it. While the scenarios are silly, the reactions seem genuine, and it never loses track that for all their problems, the family really needs to feel like they're going to be okay by the end. Especially after so much crazy shit goes down. Oh, this must be the famous Mrs. Doubtfire. We're introduced to Stu, Miranda's client, played by Pierce Brosnan, who next to maybe Jane Curtin and, I don't know, James Caan, might be my favorite straight man in comedy. Not just because his reactions are so great, though they are, but because Williams constantly kept trying to make him laugh with his improvised lines on camera, and he never cracked. She's got the crabs, dear, and I don't mean Dungeness. I hope you bring cocktail sauce. That straight face of looking at Williams dressed as an old lady, doing your British accent, insulting you, and constantly acting not insulted is pretty hilarious to watch. Will you excuse me, dear? Call of nature. When Chris discovers the truth about Doubtfire, seriously, how did he forget to lock that door? The jig is up and he confesses the truth to his kids, who in some ways are happy to know he's still around, but in others... Come here, Chris. No, no, it's okay. Don't hug you or anything. Not just yet. I need at least three serious Boy Meets World episodes to process this. At first I thought this reaction was a little odd, but the more I think about it, this kid's folks got divorced, a new lady is around all the time, the lady is a man you just saw pissing, and that man is your dad. I'm kinda shocked he can stand on two legs and talk after all that. You can't tell mom, okay? Because if she finds out, I'll only be able to see you through plate glass. <laughs> yeah, this does start to tap into how truly screwed up all of this is. Again, this is supposed to be a quirky comedy, but when the drama is done this well, it does make you think about how scarred everyone is gonna be afterwards. For example, in the original script, the scene at the pool was supposed to reveal Stu was really a bad guy. But Columbus smartly pulled back and said he wanted to reassure this family was gonna be alright, as well as smart enough not to be taken advantage of without Daniel's help. Still three kids. Three terrific kids, and I'm crazy about them. Oh, what about their real father? The guy's a loser. Therefore, he just makes an insult about Daniel, resulting in this classic line. Some angry member of the kitchen staff. The terrorists, they ran that way. It was a run by fruiting. And weirdly the name of a lot of beers. But yes, changes like this does make Daniel feel a little bit more stalker-ish. I mean, tell me you haven't seen those horror trailer recuts and they match just a little too well. I'm addicted to my children, sir. What helps balance it out, though, is that there is a very clear moment where Daniel not only realizes his divorce is final, but that it truly is best for him and Miranda. He never knew, but so many nights I just cried myself to sleep. He talks to her realizing he was causing pain for so many years without even knowing it. Daniel never liked to talk about anything serious. I used to think Daniel could do anything, except be serious. Well, we're dressing up like an old lady to see his kids, Countess. Okay, I see your point. At the studio, when he thinks nobody is looking, Daniel performs an educational show that, of course, a big-time producer just happens to eavesdrop on. But kids, very impressive. I didn't know anybody was watching. Yeah, if this took place at Christmas, this would be a Hallmark rom-com. I think kids would like it. 
They'd be entertaining. they get some information, too. And I should know. I had a show before I took over the studio from Daniel Clamp. He wants to meet up to talk about his ideas, but derpy derp, Miranda's birthday is that night, and he's advised not to cancel. I can't cancel. I'd be blowing a huge opportunity. Take my advice. Don't cancel. Oh, don't worry, though. They're both scheduled at the exact same restaurant. Oh, how Urkel and Myrtle get out of this one? Again, this could be too corny if in lesser hands, and they do partake in a lot of the usual tropes, but it really is the reactions of the cast that make it work. From the producer trying to somehow yell under his breath. Why in God's name are you dressed like a woman? To Brosnan and Field's subtle facial expressions. I have to go take my medicine now. Well, we have water at the table. I can't take it orally, dear. I had to grow up with this on VHS, and thank God widescreen has become the norm because missing half of these looks really is missing half the comedy. How are we doing over here? No, okay. No, no. Oh, yes. Sure. Right. Each table encouraging him to have another celebratory drink adds to the confusion of why he would sometimes go to the wrong table. I'd like you to meet the host of your new show. I'm a hip old granny. Hip hop, bebop, and yo yo make a wicked cup of cool cool. Okay, not every Williamson prof was gold, but he had like 10 of these. Rumpelforskin, baloney bop, bit of the old cunning linguistics. She's got a power tool in the bedroom, dear. Maybe she hasn't chipped her teeth. So we can miss one. He had spice to Stu's dish, knowing he's allergic to pepper, but didn't quite know he was that allergic. Again, I don't know if you're supposed to see Daniel as 100% a good guy here. <laughs> He does save the day, though, by giving him the Heimlich, but he does also expose his true identity. The whole time, the whole time, you would- The whole time! Oh. Don't talk to me! Don't touch me! Don't touch me! I have to go. Not since Ramesses and Prince of Egypt have I seen, like, ten different expressions in seconds that were all believable. I'm sure now this will affect the court hearing. I'm suggesting a period of psychological testing and perhaps treatment for your peculiar and potentially harmful behavior. I mean, to be fair, if you read all that, wouldn't you give a similar verdict? <laughs> Daniel makes a big speech that, again, is very close to Patch Adams' schmaltz, but I think the fact that he does have to face the reality of his actions does balance it out. Whether intentional or not, we do buy that his actions are coming from the heart, but his methods are coming from a place of absolute insanity. <laughs> well, tell people about it. I'm mad! What I like, though, is after he gets a show based on Mrs. Doubtfire, Miranda and him meet up to put aside the past and figure out what's best for the kids. Showing they can have a better understanding of each other than the courts can, as long as they truthfully address who they are as ex-partners and as parents. But I know somehow you and I will be alright, we'll get through this. But the kids, I don't want to hurt our children. Apparently both these two had been through divorces at that point. So that could have played a big part in this conversation with such a bizarre backstory feeling legit believable. Daniel, the kids need you. I need them. They agree to share custody as Miranda gets her kids ready to view their new babysitter. Come on, guys. Come on. Get up. Let's go. Ah, I was hoping it was Mrs. Doubtfire. They're of course ecstatic to have him back, and the film ends with Doubtfire on her show, talking about the difficulty, but also the importance of divorced parents still raising their kids with love. Some parents, when they're angry, get along much better when they don't live together, and much better mummies and daddies for you. Remember, like I said before, this wasn't as common back then. Most family-centered comedies had the couple reconciling, so making this choice to keep them apart, but also in a way that shows everything will be okay, was kind of a big deal. 
Just because they don't love each other anymore doesn't mean that they don't love you. To this day, when I hear someone's divorcing, especially someone with a family, I do think of these words and this imagery and wonder if the kids who grew up with it think of it too. Now, there are all sorts of different families, but if there's love, dear, and you'll have a family in your heart forever. Unless it's a celebrity divorce, in which case you're screwed. And that was Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, it can be a little hammy here and there, but it can also be very funny and very touching. While it certainly has a lot of overused tropes, it's a comedy that should be celebrated not just for what it does, but what it doesn't do. It doesn't get the couple back together, it doesn't make the other love interest the villain, and it doesn't only rely on a man dressing up as an old lady to be funny. For all the familiar beats it had, it also tried to bring in some new elements that matched the heartfelt tone, but also got mean enough to be pretty damn hilarious. The acting is full of charming and even believable performances, and the clever dialogue mixed with Liam's clever improv makes for a lot of great comedy. All these years later, it's still a solid film with some solid laughs. I'm the Nostalgia Critic, I remember it so you don't have to. Rumpelforskin, Baloney Bop. This month for Cameos for Charity, we're doing Beyond Hunger. We actually worked with them in the past, and they reflect the steadfast dedication and collaborative spirit of Oak Park River Forest Food Pantry in Illinois. They express their mission to end hunger in all the communities they serve. And this Thanksgiving, you can play a big part in helping many people not go hungry. So if you want a cameo from me saying happy birthday or good luck or whatever, click on the link below and be giving to a good cause. Or if you're like, no, I hate you, go to hell, well, consider giving to this cause anyway. You could donate food, money, or even volunteer. It's a wonderful organization helping a ton of people, and you can help them in their journey.